your building stock. Welcome back to the Millennial Classics. And on this podcast, we bring to you the most memorable movies, music, and culture-changing events from our generation. Mumbari Makaya, how you doing? How we doing? Doing Pretty good. Pretty good. Today's an exciting day. Please tell the folks at home, what are we doing and why is it a millennial classic? Okay, so the, I mean, this is this is going to be the most self-explanatory millennial classic we've ever done because this franchise is pretty much the millennial franchise. If you really think about it, um, well, post-millennial, maybe, but it's like the biggest franchise in the world right now. Yes. And we're doing Iron Man, which kicked everything off. I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. Boom! Shakalaka Turner! Goodbye, Benny. Now it's like two Marvel movies a year. Every year for the past 10 years, pretty much. Are and, we going uh, to get two in this COVID-filled year? Are we going to get two? Nah. Will Smith, so. Bad Boys 4. That's, that, was, <laughs> that was Avengers enough. <laughs> oh, Jesus Lord. So, I mean, this movie is a huge hit. A huge critical hit, too. And, I mean, it's just so, it's so perfect yeah. that we just had to do it. And a great origin story. I didn't exactly. know who the fuck Iron Man was until... This. Till we did, till we watched it. Exactly, um, that's a great explanation. Usually, I have to add to some juice. I have to re-explain. I have to ask questions to Mabari, asking him why he isn't showing enough love. But I can't. I can't because he said it all. I just have to add because I don't even want to pretend that this is gonna be an exciting thing. I'm gonna re- reveal later on. For me, this is special. Why is it Millennial Classic for me? Is because Iron Man is my favorite superhero. Um, at least he's my favorite Marvel superhero. Um, and I don't think it's. Uh, I think it was close for a hot second there when it was uh, the Black Panther hype. But he has. He hasn't done enough. He hasn't done enough. Put in your years. Put in the years. We will talk about the trilogies in the close few. Uh, in a little bit. Uh, jump with me into this time machine. And I'll tell you what was goings on back in 2008. This movie dropped in May uh, 2nd, 2008. Uh, Mumbari. The number one song that year was Lollipop from um, Lil Wayne. Um, another, that makes sense. Right was, that, was 2008, was that, uh, was that Carter 4? I think so. Is Lollipop been Carter 4? Or is, no, because Lollipop is not... I don't know. I don't know albums like that. All I know is it was Lollipop, and it did fantastic. And this was when Lil Wayne was on top of the world, right? This is the beginning of our high school um, careers. Uh, And it was the biggest in the world, biggest hit for him. Mariah Carey announced that she secretly married Nick Cannon. Imagine that! Mr. Turbin himself. I'd probably secretly marry him too, bro. I wouldn't announce that (laughs) shit to the world either, bro. (laughs) He was the star of American Got Talent, bro. He had it back then. What Um, a downturn. From 2010, Nick doubt. Cannon was marrying Mariah Carey, and now he's uh, he's gone off to, the rails. Oh, a little bit. <laughs> he talk about conspiracy theories. <laughs> um, and I have to add this just for a little bit of culture, just for those people who want to make sure. Um, the final episode of Flavor of Love aired that month. Thank Did God. you watch Flavor of Love? Never watched it. You've never seen Flavor of Love? Never. Are you? Po- yes. No. It was a it was a rough show to watch, but um. Anyways, Mumbari, 
uh, top five movies that year. Can I you know guess? Dark Knight, obviously. Oh yeah! Welcome to the team. Welcome was there back. A Harry Potter? Was there a Harry Potter? Um, no, Harry Potter was not in the top five. Um, was there a Penguins of Madagascar? Stop it! Please don't. Just- <laughs> <laughs> I watched every single one of those. I know. I know. In that range, there's like there was like four. Four, four of those movies. Congratulations! A, All four of them never made the top five, though. Wait, uh, maybe maybe this year wasn't too big then. Let me give Knight. you a hint. Let me give you a hint. Let me give you a hint. There's a Pixar movie. Fuck! I can't. There's so many Pixar movies, okay. but but. You go ahead. Transformers. Nope. Right. You're done. It's a it's a it's a bad week for I got the boring. number one. It's I got okay. the number one. I got the you number did one. get the number one, but getting the number one is like knowing the sky is blue. Okay, you don't get credit for the number one. All right, number two. James is Bond. There was a James Bond movie. Mm, well, maybe, but it's not in the top five. Okay. Jesus um, Christ. Jesus is right, brother. Jesus is right. Maybe it was a bad year for you. Number two was Wally. That was uh, so Dark Knight's okay. number one. Number two was Wally. Slumdog Millionaire was number three. There's Slum- no way Slumdog Millionaire was the number three in what is this in India. <laughs> no. What's this list? Where, what country are we in? This is IMDb. I always get it from IMDb. Box top office. It's it's top ten movies that year. IMDb. That, That's so is that box office or is that critic like? I, bro, IMDb. Bro, score? the same thing I've been using every stop. <laughs> stop with the details. All right, stop it. Stop it, Bobari. Okay. I'm trying to we'll figure think- out where Slumdog is, but Slumdog is a magic movie. Yes, it is we, a magic movie. We, so we, I don't we, understand the hatred we, here. We, just, we, just there's some parts you the, can skip. Can I just can I just say, look, listen, before I know you got all of these wrong, but you can't try to scheme your way in. <laughs> I'm scheming my way in to at least give me one. <laughs> all right, what's the next one? So it was Wally, Slumdog Millionaire, Iron Man was fourth, and Gran Torino. I think that's okay, a hard this one. This is bullshit. This list is horseshit. Gran Torino? That's what I have here. Old man. That's old man In a Clint truck. Eastwood, right? That's old man Clint Telling Eastwood. Telling Asians to get off his a- Anti-Asians, yes. This is... I don't know what this list is, but it's a weird list. <laughs> of course This is probably so like critically acclaimed. This is probably. definitely a box office. Uh, probably. Anyways, but that's the list I have so far. That was the top five, all right? I'm all not right. the one that comes up with that list. But that was what was going on in 2008. That was the top of the movies. You got a little bit of the music with... Uh, uh, we, do, we always do these, these back in the days. Yeah. And most of the time, Lil Wayne is in that conversation. He was, like, I Mega think... Megastar. 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 the three at least. But, like... Uh, to be honest, I like the Carter Four a little bit better, but sooner rather than later, we need to jump on that because yes, I mean it is something else. Shit, I'll it do. Is... I am not a human being, bro. I don't give a shit. All, all, <laughs> yeah. all, all his albums and mixtapes too. Whatever. Are fire. Let's are fire. Yeah. So Mumbury, tell us. Let's get back into this movie. Tell us a little bit about this movie. How it was made. How much money did it make? Roll all right, total. director John Favreau mm-hmm. from Swingers. He's huge now. He he did Lion King. Um. Jungle Book, producer Kevin Feige, he does all the Marvel ones. The budget was 140 and it made 585 worldwide. Give me that money. So that's insane. For back then. Now nowadays he's all hit a billy, but 585 was and uh, was huge. 318 domestic, 94% Rotten Tomatoes, which is insane for uh, at least for a superhero movie. It's insane. Say that one more. Oh, for the uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, ninety four percent, seventy nine yes. Metacritic, which means it's a objectively a really good, good movie. You know the stars: Robert Downey Jr., Terrence Howard, Jeff Bridges, Gwyneth Paltrow, 
This movie is a complete. This is a complete package. You don't get these movies a lot. There's no. You don't need to know anything beforehand. You don't need to do research. You get in, you get out. There's no like bigger picture thing. You can enjoy this movie by itself. Where were you when you watched it the first time? I definitely saw this in theaters. This is the summer. This summer I went to Kenya, but but this came out in April, I believe, or early May, and I definitely saw this in theaters. So I saw it here before I left, but and I was excited to see it too, because oh, like I'm not I, I never like read the comics, but I was like kind of aware of Iron Man. Sorry, the yeah. fact I mean even then people were talking about how like there was gonna be like eventually Avengers movie, and then like you were gonna see everyone. You didn't know it. But, and then, like, obviously people heard about maybe Samuel Jackson is going to be at the end of the movie and that kind of stuff. So you, like, get excited. And then when you see this movie opening weekend or close to it, ha- most people there are fans. So, like, yes. you get the sense of, like, what you're missing and what you should when, like, you can, you know, like, the theater level? Yes. The, no, the I know what you mean. Exactly. And yeah, we're in and Corona the, the, post-COVID, the... so that's not a thing. But... <laughs> No, I hear you because with the oohs and the ahs and the yeah. oh my goodness, and then with the, the snickering, yes. So you know when there's one of those Easter eggs that are in there that you can't pick up on. Mm-hmm. You know when you know these things, right? But also, if you don't know these things, the movie is still fantastic. Um, I yeah. do know for a fact that I watched this movie in theaters, but I also don't remember the exact scenario. Very close to opening weekend, definitely in theaters. It might have, it might have have been with you, to be honest, my Barry. It could have been, for all I know. No, but, we um, definitely didn't hang out in eighth grade, bro. Oh yeah, I don't think we did. Um, but I, I do remember this being a really big deal. I do remember this being a really big deal. Uh, what was the first thing you thought about when we decided that Iron Man is going to be the movie we're doing? Um, what came to mind first? What came to mind first is, yes. I mean, eventually I knew we were going to have to do a Marvel movie because it's been such a big part of pop culture for of past our 15 lives. years. Yeah. And our lives, really. And then when you think about all the Marvel movies, there's really, if you're being objective, at which ones are good movies, start to finish. <laughs> Please, say something this, reasonable here. <laughs> this movie has to be in the top five, and I argue probably top three. And I know people, people, you know, I mean, you, people get soft and they like <laughs> daddy Thanos in their lives and shit like that. But I think if you're being objective, you can't watch Endgame without seeing 15 other movies. I mean, you can. You can can huh? you? Yeah, that's a good. What are you talking uh, about? You're gonna be like, who no, is that? No, you're right. Who's you're that? right. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. And I mean, it's, it's, just showing up, and he has a time machine in his van. What are you talking about? We're like all these things that pile up on each other, and that makes them better in a way, right? Because if you've seen it, it makes the movie way better. But then, as a standalone movie, I think this is one of the best. And it's hard to compare after knowing in hindsight. What would you have thought of this movie if you didn't know it connected? Or what would you have thought of this movie as a... It's easy, right, to say that, like, Black Panther standalone, fantastic, knocked it out of the park, right? Um, Like, one or two of the Captain America, sure. But you're right. I think as a standalone movie, as a standalone movie, top three, I I, I have to agree with that. Especially with the the full Marvel. Do we want to jump into the the scenes? Scenes? Best scenes. Yeah, let's just get right into the scenes. I'll I'll do... My couple, I'm sure you're going to have more because I was actually pretty light on the scenes. 
the thing with this things. movie, yeah, for me, is it's such. This doesn't happen very often. It's movies like the rundown, bless them, but the great scenes stick out because <laughs> it, because it's an uneven movie. This the, and even the mummy has the same issues. There's literally moments where you're just you you get it on your phone. Exactly. You have this to, movie just to get through it. is so good start to finish and it's so even, right? It's not like I don't know how to describe it. It's it's like LeBron, right? He's always gonna give you twenty eight, seven yeah. and seven. It's not like Dame Lillard where you're gonna get like sixty, 60 and then, and then a twenty and then yeah. a sixty. You know? So the I I have for my scenes I got the intro. I feel like you're driving me to court martial. This is crazy. What did I do? I feel like you're gonna pull over and snuff me. What, you're not allowed to talk? Hey, Forrest. We can talk, sir. Oh, I see, so it's personal? No, you intimidate them. Good God, you're a woman. I honestly, I couldn't have called that. Right, the back in black. ACDC. ACDC playing. You see, Iconic like, you, intro. I mean, you, you, they do the whole slideshow of Tony Stark. But you don't need that because just the way the the soldiers in the Humvee are looking at him and like afraid to talk to him, and they talk about the like sports sort sports suit monthly models or whatever. Yes. You like get the sense of who this guy is off the jump. I love that. And scene. then I mean, just solid start. And, what the, and the thing is about that scene, you like, oh my goodness, he's so good at that scene. But right with that scene is with the joking. Even all of that clicks. It hits. It hits. It hits. Everything he says hits. They start joking about the goat and who people are sleeping with. He doesn't know if he's a man or a woman. And then he corrects himself in the most bombastic, great scene. Great yeah. opening scene. Sets the tone. And, and the ACDC, I mean, some of the songs I think are a little much now. But they, like a few songs when he's doing the suit up and in the intro. Fantastic. Fantastic. And then I have the cave escape. I mean, that's like the origin. That's like, you know, sword from the stone type shit where it's right. just, that's where <laughs> the Iron The hero Man's was made. born. Yes. Um, hero was born. Yeah. Fire coming I mean, out of his arms for the first time. A lot of stereotypical bad guy stuff. Just, I mean, how many guys, I, how many guys you have to see killed before you stop running at an iron guy? <laughs> who has, I mean... Um. They but, do have uh, they have bombs and grenades, so you have to give them some credit. They were yeah. running out of the cave. They were running yeah. out of the cave. I've never seen so many missiles just sit by and watch <laughs> as run. I mean, just shoot a missile at the guy. You, you, they got, they got but they need the so Jericho. much equipment, and they're shooting. They're literally shooting pistols at this guy. Yeah. Um, they need the Jericho. I, they need. This the Jericho. is the definition of like you know, like the kid that needs the nicest shit just to do simple shit. Yeah. I'm. I'm like, terrorists don't need Jerichos. <laughs> Give them an AK-47 and one of those, like, old Somali-type RPG shits. Dude, we Black Hawk They Down. were doing some automatic guns at the machine. I yeah, know they don't, don't need know, it, yeah. but they were working towards it. There's a the whole just, plan, yeah. bro. You okay. don't need the toys. Right. You don't need the toys. Uh, 
if you see. In that scene, that I mean, the terrorists run a very diverse workforce. Like when, well, with the Israeli, he said he was like nine different languages. Yeah, but that's a very diverse man. That's great. No, no, no. (laughs) He said that that's not enough languages for the camp. Remember. Because oh they're God. people from everywhere. Look at you taking this is, notes. I mean, the <laughs> HR at person you. at this terrorist camp, honestly, <laughs> might be MVP. Because nine different languages, they're working together. It's a cohesive group. They managed to get Tony Stark. I mean, this is... This is good. Uh, this, this is, is a HR. That's a 2020 terrorist group, if, you, if there yeah. ever were one. Not enough women, I have to say. <laughs> but, um, I didn't see a single one. I didn't see a single um, one. How, are you literally counting? Oh, you just said the, the, the cave escape. Cave Nothing escape. else in the cave. The building with the Iron Man and the shadow, that, did, that didn't... Th- that, that is an... The building I mean, the, that, that exact scene... With like those the, 30 I mean, seconds? He literally... I don't know how he does it. He's like, he's like doing it straight, and, and he's like moving a thing. And it looks good. Like, yeah, I, I want to exactly. swap in and hop in. Was, if he's like, yo, Burry, hop in. Yeah. I'm like, yo, let me get that. Um, doesn't look like he's doing anything. But, no, not uh, much. He looks like he's just banging shit. But, uh, <laughs> but you didn't it, think anything else in the cave scene was... A lot of talk. You Did, did you feel that brotherhood between um, uh, fucking uh, Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr.? I did and- feel like, yo, he should get, he should get some credit. Because he does... Jensen... He saves his life. Kind of does build the the version one. Version one of the reactor thing, the uh, battery charger of his heart, right? Yeah, you remember like when we had when in when we were kids, there were like remote control cars, and the first ones had big ass big ass battery batteries. (laughs) Yes, and it only go for like a couple minutes, (laughs) and then like five years, six years later, they're rechargeable. Zooming, you just fucking zoom them around. That's, I mean, Yinsen had that big-ass battery, number one. Number one. And he doesn't get any credit. Zero credit. Yeah, but he died. So, like, yes. Okay, all right, all right. Because he's yes. an idiot, too. Yeah. He runs in there. I mean, Shooting his gun at the wall. I well, don't, well. okay. He knew that uh, Tony Stark was going to come out there and kill him. So, yeah. like, kill them. So, you not helping him out and killing a few isn't helping anything. In yeah. fact, that's making your situation worse. So you keep asking me about the cave, so I'm guessing you have more cave scenes? No. That, I was just because I, I don't, it's not, I'm not, I don't want to spoil it, but it's not even my MVP. It's not my favorite scene. Yeah. I just thought because it's the like all, like iconic scene. That's why. All right. So this next scene is, is my MVP. It's my favorite scene in the movie. It's the Gomera attack scene and that, which goes into the dog fight. Oh shit, With, you really skipped a lot, motherfucker. Yeah, you, you know just what? said, you know what? Who cares about everything in between the cave and him realizing his Iron Man? Let's just jump into the action. All right. Explain I like the it idea first. of him, him. He goes back to where he he left and he just kicks a mess. You see the people that um, attacked him. It's the only time you see the robot noises when the tank hits him, and then he what like. What do you mean? I'm sorry. You know, what? um, uh, the robot noises. Oh, like the beep boops. <laughs> <laughs> when when the tank knocks him down, and then he shoots like a tiny thing, and the tank explodes, and then the music oh plays. My God. 
and he turns around in slow-mo. That part was in the trailer. Like, I distinctly remember that part. But then you hear, like, the actual, like... It's the only time you hear it, I remember. That's Like, in Avengers, he's not, like, walking around. And just the zoom. Right. There's a couple of scenes in, in, in Endgame and in Infinity War where you hear his metal fucking like robot bits grab. But but what I but I have to say this: that turnaround before the shot is hit, Steph Curry yeah. style is yeah. is That's Tony. Curry it's Tony Stark in a package. It is Tony Stark in a clip. I know what's about to happen. I'm the smartest person in the room. Fuck you, I'm going to embarrass you and in front of everybody. It's so boss. It's so gangster. I do love that scene. Are you are you saying that it's just that scene? No, no, no. no. It's, a okay, whole, it's a whole thing. Because this is the thing with this movie. He only uses this suit in fights twice. Twice. In the I have way. that in my notes. Twice. And I have that in my notes. The other time he uses it is my worst scene in the movie. So, so, oh, wow. Jesus, so, mercy. <laughs> For this, this is the only time where you get to see, like, all right, this guy's in... This is sick. This like, is this insane. is... Uh, he's Iron Man. He's a superhero. The thing... The cool thing is, like, he goes in, takes care of business, and not a lot of... It's like him. What other superhero would you could you see do that? It's like him and Captain America, right? Wait, no. Captain America can't do that. Captain... No, no, I'm no, saying, like, go into Afghanistan and take out some terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> I can see a lot of superheroes. Nah, you can't. Nah, Spider Man. You can't. You can't send Spider Man. You can't send Spider Man. Spider Man can't do it. Spider Man can't do it. So look, I hear what you're saying, but what I, I think a lot of super. You, you're outside your mind, okay? <laughs> okay, a lot of superheroes no, can do that. Who can pull it off, bro? Uh, okay, so just tell me when the scene ends, Mumbari. Right, okay, right, that's what I'm asking. It ends at the dogfight when with Terrence Howard, who I even wrote this down. This movie needs way more Terrence Howard, but. The Marvel Cinematic the- Universe needs a lot more Terrence Howard. Well, we'll talk about when that when they, we get when, the casts. When they do, when they're doing like the roadie, it's it's me. And it's like, all right, dude, you can't send civilian. No, 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 it's actually me. And then the plane turns, and then you see the him in the bottom of the plane. Ugh, it's boom! Amazing. It's me, Brody. You got anything for me? On your belly. It looks like a. It's and amazing. then um, I, I just like the, that's the only time you actually get to see it in action because the suit flies up and it flies back down and the whole suit building montage is nice and I would have put it there, but they split it up a lot because he builds the feet, flies up, goes to the party, comes back, paints that shit, does all this. You know, if there was like one big montage, I probably would have put it there because it probably would have been sick. But in terms of actually seeing Iron Man. Yes. That's my favorite scene. Okay. Um, do you have any other best scenes moving forward after this? Or does, is yeah, your best scene... Yeah, just the stinger at the end with Nick Fury for how iconic and oh, okay. how... So, yeah. yeah, okay, let's talk about this since it's there. And then I'll go back and I'll talk about my fave. Um, yeah. the, 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 the end of that thing um, with Nick Fury, um, I still... It took me... I know this is... It's, <laughs> it took me a really long time to want to stay um, into a movie past the credits and see this. I remember not knowing about this end credit scene until like months after I watched the movie because 
I just you like you have to be the greatest movie I ever seen for me to watch the fucking credits. I'm not. And doing it's that. like you, they literally reconditioned the population of people to exactly. sit through the credit. Exactly. That's my point. Exactly. It took me a few Marvel movies and some dedication into and some like love and care into the uh, franchise for me to start waiting for the end of end credit uh, scenes. But yes, I love that end credit scene. It's so simple. It gets right to the point. You see Samuel L. If you part of the Marvel universe, your heart is racing. You know, yeah. you see the eye patch and you're like, mm-hmm. "Yo, let's make things and happen." This motherfucker. And, and keep in mind, this is 08. Like Avengers doesn't drop till 12, and this motherfucker just pops in at the end of movies for four years for four and just being years. like, "Hey." You know what's That's happening what soon, though, right? That's you know what what's, I'm you know what's cooking soon. <laughs> Samuel Alice cooking, yeah. baby, cooking. Uh-huh. Um, but so to the this this is insane to me that you missed both of my favorite scenes. Both yeah, I, of my I mean, favorite between scenes. the cave escape and the Gilmer attacks, probably forty five minutes of movie. So these two scenes are how I describe Tony Stark in my mind and eye and head and soul. So it was really hard for me to separate which one I liked more. Is one of them the Vanity Fair pickup at, at, in the beginning? What do you mean? When he picks up the Vanity Fair No, recorder? no, no. I mean, that's the fun part. I want to talk about that scene, and I think that's fun because there's a YouTube thing about that scene, Like, and it, the Marvel fans love it. Like The practice version of that conversation when they were just doing the run-throughs is better than that scene. My two favorite scenes in the movie are the Jericho explanation when he oh. like with the fire with the wind in the back. For your consideration, the Jericho. Well, that's one of my favorite scenes, and that's Tony Stark at his most arrogant. That's my favorite quote of the movie. Exactly, right? Oh, whoa, 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 I am Iron Man. Is that, that I mean, that's the most I, iconic. What are you talking about, That's Mabari? the most iconic, but I literally, I like, I literally have this quote saved up on my phone. Yeah. I'm on my computer. I'm looking at it now. It's like in a meme form, and it's just, it's a classic. He's like this. Exactly. Jesus. And he's just quote, I mean, so insane. It's fine. I'm telling you, that scene is, that scene is pre. But to be fair, it's like 30 seconds. It is 30 seconds. It's Tony Stark pre-Iron Man at his most Tony Stark, right? And then my favorite scene of this movie, because it's like when he, when he becomes a superhero is right. When he decides that he's going to go save those people. That's when I think him as a character but yeah. when you find out that the Iron Man is a fucking superhero is when he flies for the first time. Ready? And three, two, one. Not just lifts off the ground. I'm talking about red and gold uh, and flying. You I see it. That off. He says, whoa. He goes sees the kid. He freezes up in... Bumpery. This is how you introduce a superhero. I thought I'll... You got, I'm sorry. I, yes. I, I, I probably was very impressed with that in 2008. Now, it, you, know, you know those like cheap Samsung VR... Thing. <laughs> that's what it looks like now. We have an Oculus in our house. When you get no the, one's touched it. <laughs> when you get that shit, it's just like a thirty-second video, and you just look around and and you look up and down. That's what it. That's what it felt like to me. But I had it. But honestly, I think but you're the skipping soundtrack, the, bro. The Jericho scene. 
I agree with you 100%. Okay. I should we should add that. The flight yes. is is great. And and it's like the, your first time. Your first. Right, do time. the do the Jericho line reading. I want to see who does it better. Wait, I don't have it up, bro. What oh do you mean? It's in my Oh, well, I can get it because it's in my quote section right, let, me a go, let me go first. Let me go first. <laughs> All right, ready? Do you think, bro? They say the best weapon is the one you never have to fire. I respectfully disagree. Uh-huh. I prefer the weapon you only have to fire once. That's how Dad did it. That's how America does it. And it's worked out pretty well so far. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, you go, you go, you go. I can't. That's perfect, Dude. They say the best weapon is one you never have to fire. I respectfully disagree. I prefer the weapon you only have to fire once. That's how Dad did it. That's how America does it. And it's worked out pretty well so far. Find an excuse to let one of these off the chain, and I personally guarantee you, the bad guys won't even want to come out of their caves. And in it's, fact, that in fact that wasn't the quote I thought you were gonna say. I, to be honest, in my head, my quote of the Jericho scene was. It was bring me. Uh, I, no, no, no. Do you want to be respected or feared? Why can't you be both? And that's when the thing, right? Mm-hmm. So that. No, that's I bring actually, you the Jericho. I don't know. Okay. Exactly. I That's believe, right yes, after yes, this. Yes, 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 yes. Um, but either way, I, I do love that scene. And then the cherry on top of the scene, the cherry on top of the scene, the fucking convertible suitcase into the wine, the mojito glasses. Tony Stark is a motherfucking baller. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, I'm freaking out now, but I watched this movie when I was 2008. That's us 13, 14 years old, right? Seeing a man have a convertible suitcase after he just blew an entire fucking canyon into the desert, right? He said, I'll have these people so scared they'll stay in their caves. I know Dude. that's insensitive, but fucking stay in this cave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but once you see the Jericho, you stay in that cave, bro. <laughs> right? Um, so, yes, uh, I'm, it would probably... It's, those are my two favorite. Pre-Iron Man, Tony Stark, and post-Iron Man, well, Iron Man, Tony Stark, um is when he suits up and flies. And it's just like, I'm a superhero for the first time ever. Worst so scenes. what's your worst you, I mean, I kind of gave mine away, but what, what, what was yours? Um, the bad guy uh, speech to Tony when he pulls it out. Um, when he pulled in the beginning, out? In, the, in, in the beginning of that scene. Uh, when he pull, wait, what scene? When he pulls out the chest thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah, my yeah. worst scene of the movie because in the beginning of that, he comes in and he says some shit like, your dad helped build the atomic bomb and he wasn't so selfish. And I was like, wow, that's a real line. And then he starts sitting there and he starts talking about, I raised you. And I, I'm like, all right, it's getting old. Someone's going to walk in here, all right? There's going to be Dude. some cameras. And then he keeps talking and he keeps talking. And then he ends it with, oh, yeah, I like Pepper Potts. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Are you going to kill yeah. him or are you not going to kill him, right? So... The- that was I my mean, you thought he was killing him, and uh, the, the, I mean his, I mean his convo with the terrorist leader before that, oh my, when he was I'm like, so technology, it's always <laughs> been the Achilles heel in this part of the world. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I literally was like, damn, that's not sure can that I, line. Can I just say how much I love this movie, and for one reason and one for one reason only. It's because of this bald head. Did dude, you count how Baldi, many important bald Baldi, respect the in bad this movie? Guy, I mean, all right, I'm not. We'll talk about him later because I got some words for him. But uh, a lot of bald guys in this. 
I want you to try to remember that video, Mumbari. And this is something only bald men understand. Bald people. I don't know if they're ladies Aren't out there. Bald, bald by choice, bro. I'm, I'm bald by choice, but this is something us all bald men understand. We hate more than anything else for anyone to touch our head and rub it. When he was leaving the, uh, the, the terrorist camp and he did the pl- pressing of the button and he said, don't worry, it's only going to last 15 minutes. You have bigger problems to worry about. That subtle bald-headed rub he does on the bad guy before he leaves is the it's like the knife in the back for a bald man, and only a bald man can see it. And I respect Marvel for picking up and doing the acting in the way it needs to. But just that so was something. Guys, I just was... so you guys know, sweaty jacks off to uh, Fast Five scene <laughs> Vin Diesel and The Rock are bald sweating, <laughs> inches away from each other. After, uh, going bald by choice is a good thing. Because you get to talk about it in a better light. But there was a lot of bald respect. And then the uh, Yen Men, what's his name? Yenisen? Yinsen. Yinsen. He's also bald and he's really good. So a lot of love for the baldies. And they actually put the bald culture in the movie. Right? Talk about cultural appropriation. I loved it. I appreciated it. And I'm thankful for it. Right, my, uh, my worst final scene yes. is the final scene. The, not the final scene, but the fight. Between him and Obadiah, uh, the, I just—is it really your fi- worst? This is the thing. This is the problem I have. This is the problem I have with a lot of superhero movies, and it's the problem with a lot. I call this the Black Panther problem Ooh, because I want to hear this. Because be careful, Black Panther this is such is a good movie. Okay, but at the end of the day, it's two dudes in the same suit just clawing at each other, and you can't see what's going on. They look the exact same. They're doing the same thing. There's nothing that tells you that one's going to win other than nothing. There's uh, other nothing. than this, you, like, you know Tony Stark is the good guy. That's, yeah, that's, the only, that's yes. pretty much it. Yes, and they're because, just different colors. Exactly. And, and the thing is, with this, Iron Man 2 has the same problem where it's just more suits. It's just more Iron Mans versus Iron Man. And this is just a bigger Iron Man. But at the end of the day, it's, it's a CEO. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, it's it's the it's it's Jeff Bridges in a big suit. You never think, like, I mean, a lot of superheroes have this problem. Um, Wonder Woman, it, yeah. she's fighting a, a bald Woman, guy. That, that Not, ending is very bad for a superhero uh, and movie ending. Um, everyone hates Man of Steel's ending because it's yeah, just it's, ru- hitting buildings and like what. Why couldn't you have broken his neck a while ago, Negro? Yeah. Right? You you destroyed the whole world first. I think that's um, why Thanos was such a big deal. Exactly. Because it was such a good change of pace. Yes. I mean, even this movie and Black Panther are such great movies. But at the end of the day, the bad guy is more... Exactly. It's more of like, uh, you just like it's like, oh, we have to beat this guy. So Black Panther's just, bad guy was a lot better. Only, when you're talking strictly about the fighting and the yeah. CGI stuff, I agree 100%. But Black Panther's bad guy was as was as believable as Thanos' so good, bad guy. Until the until last the scene. End. Yes, yes. But uh, I don't agree that this bad guy is so good. But before we talk about the cast... I like him. He, I like him. He's, he's, he's cunning. Decent. I like the, the peak bad guy moment for this. This is this is careful. This is peak scumbag. This is this is let me hold ten bucks. All right. If you ever want to know who the who a scumbag is, when Tony shows Obadiah the he he like lowers the undoes some buttons yeah. and shows him the re, the reactor in his chest for the first time. Oh, Obadiah is sitting there with the 
with the hoagie, and he goes, he starts buttoning up real quick, and he's like, Tony, Tony, <laughs> it's me and you, and he puts his arm with the cigar around Tony, and he's like, we gotta stick together. If someone ever does that to you, they pieces of shit, and they're playing right, you right? from the jump. Get, you just, look at the way numbers. his face lights up when you saw the arc reactor. Oh, he's like, so yes, good. we've made and, it. And then when he flips out at the scientist and he goes, Tony Stark built this in a cave with a bunch of scraps, bro. Honestly, it's impossible. Tony Stark was able to build this in a cave with a bunch of scraps. Great quote, great scene. That's the one time, one time he felt like a believable bad guy, right? Tony Stark, that doesn't. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then he's like, well, That's, I'm not Tony yeah, Stark. I, yeah. love I love it. But so um, I wanted to say this about the bad guy, right? In the beginning, when he just wants to kill Tony Stark, it's believable. He's basically already taken over the company, right? And then when he says, I'm going to have to kill Pepper Potts, I didn't like that line. I thought it was a little excessive. No, but, but he believable. did have to because she knew. But he did have to. But, uh, Mumbari, once the fucking CIA is blowing up your door, what is your what is the legitimate plan for this bad guy? Is he gonna stay in it's, the robot suit until the rest of the in, world? Bro. What? You're dug in. It's at that point you're dug in, bro. Okay, if, so what if happens? You are planning on robbing a, a bank. If you're planning on robbing a bank, you give every plan and then all of a sudden someone shows up, you the plan goes out the window. Of at that course. point it's yeah, 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 you're, you're going for your what? life. So, so he's so, gonna kill every single agent, pepper pots. And Iron Man, and then you figure it out later. <laughs> Listen, the only way it works is if he decides to stay in the robot suit forever, or it can get recharged while he's in it. Because the second he steps out, the rest of the world governments are gonna shoot him down. I just think there was no, no follow-up. So? No I think ending. in real life, the American government would be like, "Yo, if you build us some suits, dude, we'll put this under the table." That's so scary that you said that because it's so true that that would happen. Why wouldn't they? That's they would literally have right. the best army in the world and for nothing. For what? These guys for eight guys? For eight Just guys. blame it on some blame it on some terrorists, bro. And and Tony Starks has been already killing everybody. No, you're right. Holy shit. And Obadiah Holy killed some shit. terrorists for the American government already. Don't forget, he did that shit for free. <laughs> in fact, he got he's he's owed money. He's owed yeah. money. <laughs> um there was a couple of things before I wanted to move on to the And thing. those were some cut and dry terrorists. It wasn't like these are terrorists with some families with like, oh, we're doing this for good reasons. These were just noble <laughs> piece of shit. Wake up in the morning and, and eat nails without right? no terrorists, bro. All right, right so right. MVP. Um, obviously, Tony Stark. I don't think yep. it's even questionable. Our DJ kills it. Um, of course he does. I, if there's anything you want to talk about him, great. But I'm going to call the undercover MVP, Terrence Howard. And then can we just talk about the most obvious question? Terrence Howard or Chiwetel Ejiofor? Who did a better job? Who would what? you rather? Chiwetel Ejiofor? No, um, who's the new the new roadie? I'm sorry. Wow. It's um, Kung Fu Kenny. What's his name? What's his dad? The new guy. Is it not Chiwetel Ejiofor? No. Are you it's sure? A, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Because I don't like him anyways. Like, that's my point. Don Cheadle. It's Don Cheadle. Don, Don Cheadle. Cheadle. Yes. Is what I, I like Don Cheadle. You like him better. No, I, I actually think I actually think Rhodey has this. He plays Rhodey in a kind of very interesting, seems like 
I don't know. They seem like they're actual buddies. Exactly. There I is something like, to that, and maybe I, it's because you don't get the rapport from the first one, and and, and Iron Man two kind of just shows up. And he's like, Tony, I'm here. Let's just do this. Mumbari. Where? I think, go ahead. I'm sorry. Let me. Where let it's kind of just tough to get that, but I just I really like Terrence Howard in this, and fortunately, Terrence Howard really liked Terrence Howard in this, and asked for too much money, and he found out just how much Marvel likes Terrence Howard. Which was not a lot. So not enough. But uh, anyway, Terrence Howard got Empire. He got Lucius Line. He exactly. He did get Lucius Line. But I did have to say this. Um, the way you described it was perfect because I see um, Don Cheadle, the way he plays Rhodey is so much more fatherly. I'm gonna t- take care of you. Formal. Like, it's more more of a formal relationship. Exactly. And then Terrence Howard is like, look, I'm gonna call you bullshit when I have to call you bullshit, right? And I love it. And it's like he's like, uh, we can't be fucking around. The way he looks at that suit and he's like, next time, I'm like, game. I'm in this. They're buddy buddies. It's not that one is better than the other. They all have they each strengths. I really enjoyed that uh, friendship. I have him as the undercover and the greatest what if if ever because I don't know if Rhodey would have stuck around if there had been that big of a deal and with the Empire versus uh, Iron Man that would have been a serious conflict in interest for Terrence Howard if he did have both moving forward LVP I have uh, Raza the character Raza who is played by Ferran Tahir otherwise known as Baldy <laughs> this dude is He's like, he's what I would describe as a watcher. Doesn't really What's do a, a lot. Oh, okay. He just watches from afar menacingly. And it gives you the idea that this, oh, this dude's a bad guy. He's right. always watching. And he doesn't really have a lot of talking scenes. They don't really give him a lot to do. They um, kind of, he's just there to get bullied by... You find out he's more of like a middleman than the actual man. than the actual bad guy, and that really t- cuts him down at his knees. <laughs> um, Before he even could get hot, there is a scene where he's been burned. For no, actually, I got to give him props because we—I was making fun of these terrorists because they are shooting at this iron machine, and they just none of them think to shoot a missile at this guy. And My guy Baldy actually steps up to the game and shoots exactly. a missile. Um, you would think follow. Follow your leader. Let's get some more missiles and see, but no. But uh, Baldy gets burns all over the side. Now, I've been bald. <laughs> and it's, it's way more sensitive. <laughs> That's it, what I'm Especially when you. you've been burned, all this shit. And I don't want to start sounding like Rihanna about skincare or some shit like that. Jesus but you got to cover that shit up. In the desert... With sand. I mean, that's infection 101. Infection I'm no 101. nurse. That's infection 101. <laughs> you got to cover that shit up. Blowing sand. You're going to be... Cl- I mean, I feel sorry for the person that cleaned it the first time because they're going to have to clean it again. Um, and you know he's not saying thank you. Uh, so that's why I got him the LVP. That's just, he's just not giving anything bad to do. Let him kill Yinsen, you know? Yes. Because he does the poker. Poker, oh, okay, I need you. Nah, bro. Take does- him out. It does let him do something. Let him shine some way somehow. I agree with you. Um, mm-hmm. I have him as easily the least as well. I had as no, nobody being the worst, the LVP, just because 
I didn't think he was big enough to be an LVP. But you're right. He did do enough to be a legit character. We did see him twice in m multiple scenes. But he was just there. You're right. Just watching. Never said much. If I had to pick one, that's a great choice for me to pick. Uh, I think the main bad guys, Ob Obadiahs, I think his highs were nice. And that's what saved him from me picking him as the LVP. At the party. The, uh, in the when intro, he, in the he, beginning. No, in the middle. When he, they're at the fundraiser. And Tony's like, are we doing, are we double dealing, man? Oh. And he's just like, let's take this picture. That's a pro move, by the way. That's a, he can't that is... flip out at the exactly. picture. And then during the picture, he's just like, yeah, you out. You can't oh. afford to be this naive. When I was naive before, when they said, here's a line, we don't cross it. This is how we do business. If we're double dealing under the table, are we? Let's take a picture. Come on. Picture time. Who do you think locked you out? Exactly. So That's a Diddy move. That's how I imagine Diddy does his business. Let's oh. take a picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did just watch Notorious. Um, <laughs> well, um, but yes, I, I, a few of his highs did save me. I wasn't bought by that scene. But I did like the scene where uh, he was pressuring Pepper Potts. Speaking of which, can we talk about Pepper Potts, Gwyneth Paltrow? How did you like her in this movie? Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow's, um, this is a weird one because this might just be me, but I only know her from legit like two movies. Like I know she's yes, famous. Right. And I know she's an right. actress. But I know her from Seven with Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. Yeah. And then this, Pepper Potts. Like that's it. That's all I know her from. Um, I've watched a lot of movies. That's all I know her from. I think this is her peak, at least the character. And uh, how did you feel about the character? How did you feel about? I Pepper actually Potts? liked the way it seemed like. I mean, obviously he's a genius, but it seemed like she was running stuff, and eventually yes. they make her. They make her CEO. Yes. And I think this movie they could have probably emphasized that because here it seems like she's her assistant. He's her. He's like she's like doing dry cleaning, she which is, is wild. Assistant. She is the assistant. Yeah, but I mean, he. What do you mean? She sees that's her job. But it, but it seems like he's also he runs. She she helps run the company, and she's the assistant. I mean, in real life, you would just have someone else pick up your dry cleaning. It doesn't make sense to have, to have the person this important to your company. Yes. Pick up dry cleaning. That makes no sense. Okay. Look, so she's not a. So, first of all, I don't think she technically picked it up. I think she just got it ready. But I hear what you say. I hear what you say. But I do have in my notes, the reason I only push back on that little much is because I have in my notes, I love the, 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 the love tension. I love the love story. Mm -hmm. I believe it. I think it's adorable. With the, even in the soundtrack, I know it's a little much in, in your face sometimes, but every time it got lovey-dovey, the scene of them at the party where she's like, I'm nervous. People are going to I'm fucking my way up the ladder. He's like, let's go outside. Let me go get you a drink right before they kiss. You believe it. You believe it, Burry. And there's history. There's tension. It's growing, right? After he goes to the cave, he comes back, and you could see how he sees her differently, right? When when he was in the cave, he wasn't thinking about that hot reporter chick. He was thinking about um, uh, Pepper Potts. And when he got oh, back, she was, he was in like, Contagion. Oh my God! Are you really still looking at what she? Oh, in Contagion, by the way, she like blows up or some shit. Like it's a really in bloody Contagion. death. Yeah, have you seen? Oh it? yeah, she gets. She's like she's patient zero. But yes, that's that's why I think Pepper Potts. I think was wonderful. And there's a lot of like try hard love stories 
in the Marvel Universe, I think the only reason that Pepper Potts makes it all the way to Endgame is because it's so believable. It's not like Thor where he's saving the girl in trouble, right? Um, I'm, I don't want to be a dick and say Captain America, but th it's like damsel in distress or this really pretty lady that's in the movie that's not that important that is just there to be the love interest. And Pepper Potts does enough where you believe she's needed, but she's also a love interest and you believe the history and after I mean, the she like is literally a part of the plan. She goes exactly. in to get the files exactly. and stuff. Exactly, exactly. And I love that. I love that about her. One, two, or three. Which one is your favorite uh, Iron Man movie? One. Oh, okay. By far, right? It's not even By close? Far. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, good. Just wanted to it's make like sure. It's like one is doing that thing where Usain Bolt's like looking at the camera and smiling or everyone <laughs> by length. That's what one's doing. And then two and three are way back there. Way, well, no, way. two is way, two blue is ACL. Oh, yeah. Two's done. Gone. So. Yeah. Forget about it. I think I got, I got some notes and I got the reboot. So whichever one you want. Uh, let's do notes because I have a few note questions for you too. All right, so first note is, uh, I mean, this is peak goatee. This is the whole facial <laughs> hair. Um, yes. It's so good that right. no one, you can't do it. You, if, you, if you try doing this, this fucking facial hair, people will call you out on it immediately. It's like belongs to Iron Man. It belongs to Iron Man. Can't do it. Yeah, uh, talk to my boy Lawrence. We were trying to talk about this last night. I was telling him, "This is not a good look. Let's just let Lee. Let's leave it in 2008. Iron Man. Let it be. Let it no, be. I let like it, it happen. You I, can do it when you're a Billy. You can do it. When you're a Billy, you making a Billy. You can do whatever you want. Speaking uh, of which, go ahead. I mean, there is no way Tony Stark would be this famous in real life because so. he's a weapons manufacturer, and in real life. I mean, this dude would be like Dick Cheney. It's he, he. They try to make him like Elon Musk, but Elon Musk builds electric cars and the Hyperloop space. and SpaceX, and that shit is the kind of stuff that gets you on the cover of magazines and and good press and all this stuff. You, Tony Stark would have a New York Times article every week about how there's villages being bombed with fucking his new missile, Jericho, and it killed fifty people or whatever. And I mean. He would be so, I think, yeah, some people would like him and he'd be a playboy, but how many weapons manufacturer CEOs do you know are famous or anything? I mean, they try to make it like a Bill Gates, Steve Jobs type thing, but the thing with those guys is, I mean, everyone uses Apple stuff and you can be famous if it's Bro. not something hurting. You get what I, I'm saying? Maybe, but not really. Look, listen, I mean, first of all... Do you know him like Dick Cheney? The no, dude, of course I know Dick Cheney. He's a warmongering fuckboy. Right? That's so what like, Iron Man is. I, I know he is. I know it is. But he's also in the world where he's also the dude who did... And I hated the scene, and I wanted to talk about it when we got the quotes. When he's talking to that reporter, and the, he's saying the telecrops and the ISO shit. When you start making up cool tech, uh, tech names that are just out of this world... Military really funding, baby. Exactly. But, so, like, in but this world, you have to believe it. Because yes, yes, yes... He does do all of the weapons manufacturing thing. But do you know what these billionaires that do get on these huge covers always do? They are always having articles about how Apple has sweatshops in China. There was a full year where we just watched videos of China, Chinese people jumping through their windows into nets. And the next article would be how Steve Jobs was Dude, the greatest. people pay a lot of money 
to jump on that. <laughs> Look, stop it. My point is, it is believable that he could be that famous, right? I just think weapons manufacturing, Couldn't, it doesn't I, lead, lend itself to being a famous person. It doesn't, and Mambori, but you have to also give it credit, because that is the exact reason he stops doing the weapons manufacturing. No, it's, because it's not. They, it's because he finds out he's, they're double-dealing, and they're literally doing illegal shit. Well, yeah, that's so, the double, so the double dealing he doesn't like for his pocket, but he also cares. So that's why he says, I'm not making the weapons anymore. Right? You can't say he doesn't care. And you can't say, and that was his first time finding out. His whole thing, his whole, I'm the best because. I'm not he, saying about him. I'm not talking about him as a character. I'm just talking about the world in general receiving him. I, I know what you say, and I'm saying I disagree. I disagree. I don't think so. I think it is possible in a world in that situation because that's the main reason he stops the thing and stops making the weapons. But moving forward, my notes. Mumbury. Iron Man. No, I still got more notes. Oh, hit me, hit me. Um, all right, so Rhodes waiting in the in the jet. That's that's me waiting for Q. Uh, (laughs) Maybe once a month. The worst is when we're actually meeting up and uh (laughs) You wait for Q, and then Q shows up, and this is, the, this is what Tony Stark says. Like, yo, now nah, I'm waiting on you. That's I hate that shit. When you wait for someone, and then they show up, and then now they're the they ones wait. that are waiting for you. Yeah. Okay, so can I just okay. say, if we are going to project that situation over to people, let's, let's, let me, let me some project some of my fields, okay? If we are going to be using my Zoom, if you put your Zoom up and you do the invite, what's the point of having your own Zoom program if you can't have the Zoom start when you wanted to? Isn't that what he said about owning his own jet and let yeah. leaving? Yes. So if it is my Zoom, when you decide to start setting up the Zoom meetings and getting everything all pretty, you let me know. Okay. Are you done with your all notes? Right. Two more. Oh, my goodness. I love it. Hit me. How... We, this is a little Airbnb game we played in Harry Potter, but I just want to know how much you would pay for that cave, oh, cave dwelling. Um, it's got two God. beds. We know it has two beds. has an industrial feel. Yes. Um, a thick door, so privacy. Yes. Um, Do I get access to the basement? A lot of insulation. You are in the no. basement. No. Do I get access to his basement with the suits in it? Dude, I'm talking about the cave, bro, in Afghanistan. Oh, my God. I thought you were talking about his cave house. <laughs> no, dude. It's like industrial. In I guess it's industrial. What are you talking about industrial? I'm talking about the cave in Afghanistan. <laughs> Why am I here? Are you thinking of Afghanistan? Why are we doing that? Why are we doing that? How much did you pay? How much did you pay? I would not. Mabari. I'd rather mm. camp outside with the bears. What are All you right. talking camp about? Camp outside with the bears or be, be behind this thick steel door with two beds. In a cozy well, Barry, industrial environment. They weren't beds. They were rocks with blankets <laughs> over them. Okay. <laughs> Your standards for an Airbnb are just So would you horrific. pay 10 bucks? Look, like, if my, like if that, my that's chances an apartment were, in New York City. My, that's an apartment in New York City. Would you pay 10 bucks? Oh, yeah. That's a lot of space for New York City with a door that size. Yeah, you yes. get it for the weekend. Bro, hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. Of, the kind of back work, backyard work I've been doing, I would pay ten bucks for that place. I would spruce that shit up like fifty you've bucks. Seen. You're there for a weekend. I'm there for a weekend. Fifty bucks is too much. Fifty bucks a night for, for a weekend. For a weekend is too much. In the middle of uh, New you York, you can bring bring a sleeping bag, bro. Bro, I think for ten dollars, I feel like anything like twenty. I think thirty and over, you can find a motel <laughs> close enough. All right, fair enough. And yes. then the last one is that first Iron Man suit that is in the in the, the desert. 
in the desert, it literally looks like, you know, like the bootleg superheroes at Dollar Tree? <laughs> That's what it looks like. It looks like someone, like Tin Man or some shit yes, like that. Or it Aluminum looks exactly Man. like that. Um, um, go ahead. That's it for me. Um, but a little bit of background on that is, first of all, a lot of that first Iron Man suit is actually was really built. If you watch the director's cut or the behind the scenes, a lot of that first Iron Man suit was really built. And uh, a lot of the Marvel comic reader book lovers love that suit because that was the very first. That's how uh, Iron yeah. Man originally, originally looked. So that was like to like the, the people. In the, like if you watch it when it first came out, people were like, oh, my God. In the I only have 60s. really. Uh, exactly. I only really have one note, and this one is huge for me, right? Um, they are those superheroes, right? Most superheroes get their powers, and they have legitimate powers, and then they are the superheroes on the other end, Hawkeye, um, Black Widow, Iron Man, Batman, who are just regular people that do crazy shit. I think Iron Man is legitimately the only one of the regular people superheroes I consider to be a superhero, um, and I know I just said Batman, but I really did. I've never bought that just being rich and being luckily born with having Mr. Bruce. Who's his butler? Having the butler. Like, you believe Tony Stark is actually a genius. Fucking Batman just went to bat school and he knows karate. Batman and went he, to Ivy League schools and all that shit. The thing still, with Batman. Go ahead. Is I think the movie Batman's, they, they you have a bit of trouble because you have to do like the whole it has to be an action movie so like what are you so how's that different the Batman's than supposed to how be a detective he's supposed to be like a detective okay but that's not a superhero that's true Th- that's my point my point is Iron I mean, Man if is you so were smart. in Gotham, you you think it's. <laughs> I guess, I guess, I guess. And that new Batman trailer, I am Vengeance. Tell me that shit isn't fire, Mumbari. Tell me that isn't fire. I was up until the entire trailer, up until that last when he's fucking up that dude. I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. This is the nineteenth time we reboot Batman, mm-hmm. but when he and looked each up, each time is darker and grittier. <laughs> sadly, sadly it is. But when he got up after fucking one time, he's actually gonna be black. <laughs> Hopefully, Michael B. Jordan. Do you think, baby? Michael B. Jordan. But um, my whole thing was, um, Tony Stark is one of, is the only regular person superhero I actually believe is superhero. And I think his superhero powers is the genius, just the, the absolute genius. He knows the numbers. I love it when he tells Jarvis, shut up, I know the numbers, I'm going to fly. Or shut up, I know the numbers, take me up to the sky and let me freeze because it's just, uh, Obadiah's suit is going to freeze first. Because he's thing, genius. The math the thing is up is, here, but, bro. What it's stops that is, I mean, Rhodes just gets in and becomes War Machine when he becomes a superhero too. But the reason Rhodey can't ever be as good as Iron Man is because Iron Man can do that scene in um, Captain America, uh, uh, you know, Civil War, where he doesn't, he's like, fuck it, I'm going to eyeball it. That is why he's a genius. The scene where he's creating the different kind of suits for the different movies um, in Iron Man 3, where he has all those firebot suits, right? Um, that's when he's a genius. Rhodes can't make a different kind of Iron Man suit. Rhodes can't do that. And so, and Batman can't either. Batman does jack shit. He knows karate and he is really rich. That doesn't count as being a superhero. Tony Stark has something. He has a superpower. He is. He does. He does. Anyways, that's my rant. I'm you sorry. Good? I'm good. good. How's your blood pressure? <laughs> He's my favorite Marvel superhero, Bumpery. He is, <laughs> bar none. I love this man. I love this man. Um, the remake, the recast. I'm going to let you do this. I'm going to 
be honest, I really just wrote nothing, and I want you to take this away, please. So if I was going to do this, it's tough because the thing with this is I actually, I actually redid Robert Downey Jr.'s character last because that's the one where I was just like, dude, if I was an actor, I would not want to step in yeah. and fill these shoes because it's like uh, it's like being the number one pick after MJ retires. It's like, what are you doing? Um, Unless you're LeBron James, yeah, LeBron James. But uh, I just thought, let's let's. I the favorite, my, the best part of this is like, I kind of like the camaraderie between Rhodes, Stark, and Pepper. So I was like, let's let's make them younger. Okay. Let's get them all together. Maybe they have the Iron Man suit early, okay. and then War Machine, and later on Pepper gets a suit, and we know they're all eventually gonna get a suit. So what if there was a some kind of story where, you know, two or three of them get suits and they're fighting bad guys and they're younger. And I was like, let's get Emma Stone for Pepper Potts. Emma Stone for Pepper Potts? Right. Okay. And let's get O'Shea Jackson for War Machine. Oh, yes, yes. Okay, okay. I thought you were going to say for Tony Stark. So I was like, what is he doing? No, no, no. <laughs> okay. And, and then for Tony Stark, this was tough. But then I literally was like... Um, the, the people in their 20s, they look so young, and they're all, like, clean-shaven. And the thing with this is you really need the, the facial hair. But I, I looked at Liam Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth's brother. Oh, my God. The younger one. He's in Hunger Games, and he's in, uh, what else is he in? He's in some other stuff. But, uh, or Nicholas Holt, from he's in Mad Max, and he's in a bunch of other stuff. Um I couldn't think of I couldn't everyone I thought of before, maybe Miles Teller. I don't know. Like those, it's real tough. It's really tough. Listen, um, so there's there's I think there's certain things here. First of all, uh, I like that you made the attempt and you just didn't give up when you saw the category like I did. And before we end, I do want to mention a couple of things about uh, Favreau being in the movie, him directing the movie. Like, we got to talk just a little bit more about him because his character is such happy. a fantastic happy. He's such a fantastic character in every Marvel movie he is. Like, he's the director. He can give his, himself all the lines he wants. He can make himself out to be Not so really. much I mean, more. it's an Iron Man movie. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But, like... Like, after you do the first one, and then the second one, and then you're at your point right He's now. Not, he didn't direct the second one. Or uh, the third one. I know, I know. My point is, this is his child. This is his shit, right? The Marvel shit. It's him. He's, he's doing it with, um, who's that old guy who died? I'm sorry. Stan Lee. Excuse, Stan Lee. Excuse my disrespect. But um, I love the fact that he doesn't give himself enough credit. He's always the silly one. He's just in the role as little as possible, but he always shines. But um, back to the point of just the recasting. Iron Man is Iron Man, and, like, there are very few times Heath Ledger, you see him do the Joker, and you're like, it makes sense. That's it. You see, um, uh, what's his name, Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Johnny Depp do uh, Jack Sparrow. That makes sense. Iron Man and Tony Stark just make sense. I, only, I, I see a reboot. I see a future one, or maybe get his daughter to do it, or have, like, just moving forward, I can see I that. I think Spider-Man might become, because I think in the comics, Spider-Man becomes... He's like intern and then ends up being becoming Iron Man. I never read the comics, so I never ever want to pretend. And I could that see I that know. because they kind of make him his dad, yes. father figure. And I could see him, and he's very good with technology. Yes. And his last suit really becomes like almost like an Iron Man because it, it has like the spider legs and it has like the kill the zone, fucking, kill mode, whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah so I, know I could see something like that, but um, 
But yeah, Spider Man's too big and too popular to to turn him into Iron Man, and I don't know what's gonna happen there. Um, before we leave this, before we leave this topic, if you had to put your life savings, is Tony yeah. Stark gonna come back to the franchise or is he gone gone? If I had to put my life savings for like an appearance, it, even it, a cameo, or no, like he's coming no, back for a new coming movie. back for a movie, like legit coming back. Mm, if you had to put your life savings, yes or no? I think no. I think no. And I want it to be no. If they go back to Iron Man, it's going to be, you'll never believe when anything serious happens ever again. Right? Because if anything... And if they he just got that too. Exactly. Because before it was like, yo. Yeah, exactly. So like, if he comes back, then you can't take this series, this franchise seriously ever again. They made such a big deal And you look what happened to Star Wars. I mean, they just bring in people back. You don't want to do you that. you become a joke, so... Yes. Let the legacy be the legacy. Let the legacy be the legacy. So um, what do you think is his peak? You, I think his peak is literally like Avengers. Iron Man's peak? Yeah. Because if you watch Avengers, the first one, if you watch the first Avengers, he literally like... I think he blows everyone off the screen. I think he's by far the best part of him. And he, you, he's kind of the main character. Even though you know Captain America is the leader... And is the one that like is the natural guy and the guy who's willing to make a sacrifice to you. Just you're just like, yo, Iron Man. What are we doing? It's Iron Man. Right? Like 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 though. No. Like uh, Captain America is gonna like do the plan and the implementation. Right? Captain America is gonna like. All right, guys, I want you to do this. You to do that. But before you leave the building, before you go meet the bad guys, it's Iron Man. What is the game plan? Like, yeah, what are we doing? Thing, exactly. So no, Captain America has a lot of PR. Good PR. A, a, a lot. Because he, in the movies at least, he's made to look a way cooler than he actually is. Oh, yeah. He's not a cool dude at all. He throws a shield around and it just batarangs around and it comes right back to him and takes out everyone. This dude is a guy who can jump high, run fast. It's LeBron James with the shield. <laughs> really. <laughs> um, Captain I America is LeBron Captain- James with the shield. I just think he's the most overrated Something one out of all of them. Thor is literally God. A god. Yeah, he's a god, right? Um, and I, I think know. Cumberbatch is the in, the most interesting plot twist of the whole thing. We want to talk about goatees now. Cumberbatch's mm-hmm. facial hair. You're it, not a fan? It's not as iconic as the Tony Stark one, but it's not bad. He carries it very well. Yeah. He carries it very, very, very well. Um, I don't know if you thought about this at all. Um, do you have a favorite superhero? Out of all of those out ones? Of like, out of, like, the main ones. Don't say something like uh, fucking Pepper Well, Pops. actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, all right. Please, hit me. Do you? Um, do you? The, it would be Iron Man. Okay. He's the Iron coolest Man. one. I mean... He's the coolest one. And, uh, like, the, the Captain, the Civil War... Iron Man versus Captain America. Did you care? Like, did you? Were you one-sided? Do you even remember what they were fighting about? Yeah, like the Accords or whatever. Yeah. Um, I thought Captain America was right on that one. Yeah, I disagree with you. But, anyways, I just wanted to get that out the way. Any last words? Anything we missed? Anything you want to add? Um, no. I think it's it's pretty it's pretty safe to say this is one of the best superhero movies of all time it's like and yes. the, it, it also shows you don't have to because Dark Knight came out the same year right? and it's actually a pretty good contrast because Dark Knight is also the biggest movie of the year um, critically acclaimed um, and it 
you don't have to be super dark and super serious for you to have a for you to take take your movie seriously or be critically acclaimed they both did it two different ways and I can, I mean I rewatch Dark Knight a lot but I can rewatch Iron Man just as much just it's as, just yeah. as good and so, yes and and on the other on the other side just to yell at the Disney people I feel like moving forward they have made it a whole lot more family oriented and um I think they Disney This movie is very adult Exactly, that's what I'm saying. They hit that perfect thing with the chatting up the chicks and the hooking up and the Playboy lifestyle and the drinks everywhere. I mean, he literally tells Rhodes he got caught doing a piece with Vanity Fair. Right? When uh, he walks up late. The the pole stripping. So you can make it adult, right? But also make it for the family. So definitely on both sides. I feel like now they've gone too family-oriented with all the Marvel. I want to see some fighting. I want to see some adult Do you think that plane, what are the chances that plane was Epstein's plane? <laughs> this is I Tony just, Stark. Don't please, don't please. I just, I mean, the stripper pole. Um, yeah, just I don't, flight attendants or dance and dancers. I'm just asking questions here. And uh, 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 it's fair, fair question. He's let's definitely look, been look, on the island. He's definitely been on the island. He he he's definitely been on the island. But hopefully, he was one of the very few who's like, ah, it's not for me. It's just not for me. And he stuck I, I, with the. Imagine if you're the plus one of some of these guys. Like, you meet Bill Clinton for the first time. He's like, I'm actually going to a party on an island. Do you want to come? And you're like, sure. (laughs) And then you get there, and it's wild. And you're like, like, all right, listen, Bill was my plus one, but I just need to get the fuck out of here. I just need to go. When's the plane leaving, guy? (laughs) And then then five or ten years later, you're on some fucking list of people who visited the island. You're like, look, let me me see. I left. Um but yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Iron Man is the introduction to the greatest franchise in uh, cinema history. Uh, Iron Man is probably the best character to have started off. Started off on the greatest action note. On, there was enough, you know, in, like things that they you know sprinkled in for you to be excited for the next Iron Man or the next superhero movie. They gave us Samuel L. Jackson. It's the beginning of something truly special. And like he, uh, Montbury said in the beginning of the podcast, this has been part of our lives. Uh, Marvel, this franchise that Iron Man started with this movie um, for the better half of our life. Um, so, Millennial Classic is an understatement. Um, catch you on the flip. Deuces.